hello everybody uh, and welcome to the very first Effect Us Show podcast episode. In this podcast, uh, we are going to talk about last week uh, youth exchange that we had in Poland. And uh, today is our special guests are uh, Eva Poszkute, uh, Shashwat Podar, Girinath Anandan, Viktor Sipeyev, Mateusz Piesażerski and Elias Sarigos. Just before we kick off, I would like to mention that uh, these podcast episodes are meant uh, for everybody who wants to learn, who want to improve uh, mentally, physically, emotionally and spiritually. So without a further ado, let me present who is Eva. Eva is a, a caregiver, multimedia, audio and video specialist, traveler and as far as I know, she's a nature lover. Shashwat is a Netflix binge watcher, a foodie, a PUBG expert, and a molecular biology student. Girinath, also known as Giri, is a mechatronics engineer, space evangelist, and converging tech enthusiast. Victor, our good friend from Ukraine, is a head of NGO initiative in of cities and youth worker in Ukraine. And our uh, good friend uh, and youth worker Mateusz is uh, currently stu st studying in, in Warsaw, a military tech uh, university, as far as I know. And uh, so le let's get going. Uh, let's start maybe from uh, Giri. And I would like to ask, uh, ask you, uh, can you briefly describe uh, how was your expectations when you were coming to Vishnitsa? Like, what was your uh, impression, opinion before you were going there, what you were expecting? So, hello, Linus. Uh, thank you for a brief introduction about me. Uh, yeah, uh, the expectations when I started uh, going to the project was like I graduated from my bachelor's diploma. Yeah, it was like one of the crucial times where I have to decide what's uh, next point in the life. I also like technology and uh, I want to be like an entrepreneur kind of guy. So this project, uh, when I heard about this project, I became like more, uh, I became more enthusiastic about this project. Uh, it's called Business Up and COVID Down, which, which is like really motivating for me personally, uh, because the COVID situation, like a lot of people are bit, uh, jobless, and when they lost motivation, some people want to start their own business or own kind of startup, uh, which uh, will be helpful for them in the future. So when I started uh, going, like thinking about this project, like I, I uh, like I had the expectation that I will learn uh, a lot of things, uh, which is related to the business. Uh, techniques in the European Union and yeah as a, a person who has an Indian nationality it was really important uh, to me to learn something about the project yeah this was my expectation when uh, going to the project yeah okay yeah. thank you Giri and uh, as you mentioned you are of, uh, you are from india and uh, i wondered didn't you have let's say some reservations that you know you're coming there uh, as a non-european maybe or like you know uh, something that you might not be accepted or like how people will react i mean do you have did, did you have such uh, reservations actually no uh, this uh, was not my first youth 
youth project and my first youth project I had this kind of a reservation thing, you know, like I was a bit afraid uh, to talk with people. But after a few, like uh, my previous projects was at at Latvia. After talking with people, like I was ready to interact with more people other than being whistled. I just want, wanted to make uh, the people who are in the project, you know, like first time people who are in the project, who are like my, in my situation, my name was in Romania, I was uh, afraid. I don't want to make them uh, feel the same way I felt that project. So uh, what I did was like, I learned from the people uh, from my first project. I just wanted to create uh, some comfortable environment uh, for the people who were around me. And I wasn't uh, like, try to interact with people from the day one. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, that's, uh, that's uh, wonderful to hear. And I'm happy that uh, you had your own uh, breakthrough and you managed to find your own uh, space in this exchange as well. At the same time, I would like to talk with the Eva. Uh, what was uh, your expectations and uh, opinion, let's say, or impression before you were going to the exchange? Hello, everybody. Um, my expectation, uh, I didn't had any big expectation. Like, uh, I didn't know it before, what is exchange. Uh, I just knew it from uh, people who have been already. But personally, I didn't. So uh, I didn't had much expectation. Uh, what I know, it, it's going to be uh, fun. It was fun. Um, I. Uh, I learned some things at uh, what I appreciate now. Um, I already met some people from there. It was pretty nice time. Um, I was thinking we're going to be more in the nature, uh, but uh, we have been not. Uh, but after some time, uh, we decided just to go out uh, with a couple uh, uh, girls and then uh, also with a uh, man in the forest to ride the bikes also. Mm -hmm. So it was pretty, pretty fun. Uh, it was uh, good to be uh, in the project, to have um, new knowledge about it. Uh, so I will do it again. <laughs> okay, thank you very much, Eva. Uh, well, I was referring to maybe your impression before the exchange and, uh, and you jumped uh, uh, ahead uh, telling almost all of your experience, but we will get back Not to it. Not all of, just a little bit. Okay, okay, so we will dig in, in it a little bit later. So speaking about the first times, I think uh, Shashwat also had his first youth exchange, or it wasn't. Um, hi, Linus. Um, thank you for inviting me for this podcast. Um, yeah, um, it was my first time. It was nice, and I would like to go on more youth exchanges in the future. So could you share with us uh, what was your impression or let's say expectation before you were going to the exchange, what you were expecting? Um, yeah, so as you said, like this was my first time, so I had some expectations. I, I have heard about youth exchanges and these kinds of cultural projects from my friends and from my classmates. So I had, I thought that I'll, I'll meet some new people. I'll get to know about um, different cultures and which I did. Um, so, and afterwards I was like, 
yeah, like I got more motivated to participate in more youth cult, uh, youth exchange projects, and I I will take part in some of them in, in the near future. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Uh, thank you very much. I think also from our audience, uh, Elias, whom I'm sorry I forgot to present in the beginning. Uh, Elias is a person who is interested interested in mainly about in everything about this world. I think uh, almost like me. Uh, he's a graphic designer specialized in UI and UX design, typography, and uh, he's from Belarus. And uh, and here he is, uh, and uh, he is here to ask controversial questions and maybe debate. So I think we share kind of a similar uh, style of conversation conversation with Ilias. So as far as I remember, it was also his first experience in this youth exchange, and it was quite overwhelming. Uh, but before we dig into it, I also would like to know how Elias was uh, feeling, thinking before going to the exchange. Uh, hi, yeah. everyone. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, thank you, Linus, for inviting me to this podcast. And uh, talking about expectations, um, I think I had, um, I had bad expectations about this project, mainly because um, I didn't know any person at all. But when we got there to Vishnitsa, uh, it was, a, as you said, overwhelming experience because none of the people who I met there was like I, th I thought it was in the beginning. So it was very unexpected and it was very shocking because at the end of the project, I made a lot of connections, a lot of friends, a lot of, by the way, beneficial connections. So, yeah, I think, yeah, it was a... It was a shocking experience mm -hmm. for me. Well, I'm glad that it was uh, shocking in a in in a good way, and that you found some good uh, connections there. And speaking about the connections, we also found some good partners in Ukraine, and I would like to talk to Victor. I know that this is not your first exchange, uh, <laughs> and I think you you can you maybe also forgot the number of how many you have been since you're a head of NGO, and I think you are often involved in such activities. However, uh, I would like you to share with the audience how was your maybe impression or expectations uh, or when you were going to this exchange, what you were expecting, what was your thoughts? Uh, hello, everyone. I'm glad to invite you to this podcast. Thank you. Um, actually, uh, uh, yes, I have uh, maybe some expectation about uh, the participants. I really think that uh, our participants from Ukraine side uh, can be the real team, uh, but uh, I I know that uh, the each person uh, we invite from different uh, region of Ukraine. Um, yes, I think it's uh, acceptable. It's true that we have a good team, have a good team. So, um, but uh, I before the project, I a bit nervous because we need to our team need to it was uh, crossing the border. Uh, I think it was the most, the, the biggest expectation that we, um, I'm not, sh I was not sure if it possible or not, if it would be correct or not, the, how the participants will react, etc. cetera. Uh, about, um, what else, expectations? Actually, yes, uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not expect actually to see uh, a lot of uh, participants from different countries, just I think just it would be uh, from Polish side, but uh, for me it was uh, more 
uh, not expecting to see Lithuanian participants and not only. Uh, I really was uh, happy to see more uh, participants. And um, uh, what else? Ah, and actually, yes, uh, I want to connect for each one, for each participants, and maybe to find the partners, partnership. Uh, I think it was. So I, I really help, uh, were happy to was on this project. Okay, wonderful. Uh, you spoke like a really head of NGO, you know, the expeditions towards the participants, uh, the challenges on, on traveling, and of course, uh, partners uh, networking for for future collaborations. Uh, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can add something. And of course, yeah. I want to see the Lublin, Vishnitsa, the new part of Polish. I think uh, when you travel in your place, it's something wonderful. Thank you. Yes. Yes, I can totally agree with that. And uh, I think many people are now really concerned uh, about the traveling restrictions and the uh, procedures and so on. And since you are going from outside of Europe, uh, I, I would really like you to share with the process what people need to do in order to, let's say, travel from Ukraine to Poland. What, what, what was your, let's say, preparations and process from where you left to where you arrived? I think you arrived to Warsaw, right? Uh, so actually, uh, we just uh, take from a uh, Polish organization invitation uh, later, and uh, I think it was enough. But uh, of course, we made some uh, some some of participants make vaccine, some another one uh, make some COVID test, uh, etc. And uh, a lot of different papers like insurance, etc., um, etc. Et and uh, <laughs> in in this all. Uh, documents we come to the border and are uh, just asking we can or not uh, and we uh, maybe we will have a problem with uh, quarantine time in Polish I know that uh, the, the of it's like a law you need to stay in one place for 10 days <clears throat> but uh, but because we have like invitation later uh, for educational stuff so that's why it was easy uh, without 10 days mm -hmm. Okay, wonderful. And uh, speaking about arriving to Poland, uh, I would like to talk with uh, Mateusz and uh, ask him. Uh, I think he, it wasn't also his first exchange uh, in uh, in Wisniewice. And yet, uh, I would like to know and you to share what was your expression or impression, opinion before this exchange, what you were expecting. Hi, Linus. Uh, I wanted to say thank you for inviting me to this podcast. And uh, I was uh, on two exchanges before in uh, Vishnitsam. So uh, this place is very, uh, I am very used to, to this place. Actually, I was uh, living here uh, in the Vishnitsam for two years before. Uh, I was uh, going to this high school in Vishnitsam. Uh, I was on uh, two more uh, exchanges, uh, online exchanges. So I was uh, very uh, used to uh, this kind of uh, things. I had uh, like great expectation. I uh, wanted to meet people, make connection. Uh, I knew that I will meet uh, great people because I was uh, on previous exchanges. And uh, the topic of business was uh, very uh, good for me because uh, I like this kind of stuff learning about this and that's 
Okay, thank you. Uh, so uh, I'm sure that uh, by now uh, our audience uh, knows well uh, knows better what uh, uh, what are expectations or expectations of each person who was coming to the exchange. And uh, these exchanges are usually financed uh, by the government, and in this case, uh, there were, were two uh, separate projects, uh, whereas in one uh, was uh, funded by Lithuanian Polish Youth Exchange Fund, and yet the other one was funded by Polish Ukrainian Youth Exchange Fund. And these uh, funds are very uh, impressive and uh, beneficial, mostly due to the uh, methods and activities that are being implemented during the exchanges and activities. So these um, methods uh, combined are called uh, non-formal ed education. And uh, quite frankly, many of us are we are coming from formal education, which is school, university, college, or a professional school. And often, when uh, a person is first time interacting with non-formal education, he sees it as something. Uh, irrelevant, waste of time, and uh, just not useful because the process is completely different. I would like maybe to ask uh, Victor, uh, what is your impression and uh, to non-formal education? How you reacted first time and how it changed over the time? Uh, oh, it's very difficult to remember how it was the first time. <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> what you asked me? I can imagine. I imagine. Um, I think uh, it was something uh, new for me, um, and uh, what? Uh, and actually, uh, I understand when, when I see this non-formal education methods. Uh, I think that it's very great to uh, to and help uh, to share different information about youth work. Um, that's why I, I remember that I sit and uh, write uh, each method for myself and maybe I will use it in next time when I uh, will lead some project etc um, and uh, when I, and actually in the project during the project uh, I probably knows uh, uh, all methods uh, some kind of but uh, it was really interesting to uh, to see uh, how it would be uh, by Xenia uh, and, uh, and you, Linus. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, you know, you reminded me, uh, since you mentioned Xenia, she, what she did uh, was a debriefing after the each, each activity. And this was something that I used to hate. Uh, when I first interacted with the non-formal education, because I thought that you now debriefing discussions and are kind of waste of time, and the, and, the, and the main part of learning is the activity. And now I think after nearly five six years passed uh, after after this first experience, I realized that debriefing or re reflection is actually the main part of the activity, the main part where one person learns. And that is the main difference between formal and non-formal education, because in formal one, you are kind of forced to to tell what you know. You know, we call this exams and tests. And if you don't answer the question, then you are wrong and you get bad mark, right? And in non-formal education, it's opposite. I mean, you have to, to say what you learned. There is no good or bad. It's just you have to reflect yourself and name what you have learned. And, and what you have gained, and if you didn't gain something, that means there is a space to to learn. And uh, following this, uh, I would like to uh, uh, 
address Ilias. I mean, I, it, since this experience was uh, quite strong for you, uh, what do you think was, uh, let's say, from activities or this non-formal uh, learning um, approach, what was most, uh, uh, what, what was the strongest for you? What were, had the biggest impact? Uh, thank you for the question, Linus. Uh, um, let me think. Um, I think that the most challenging part was social activities that we had each day. Those activities mm -hmm. challenged my social skills and my social level. When I first entered the, I say let's let's say the the camp, and uh, when I first entered the our first social uh, program, it was very challenging for me because I am. Um, I would, I would, I don't like saying introvert, but I'm one of the kind. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so for me, it was very hard, like standing up, speaking up, and then going to people that I don't know and writing stuff on their back. And yeah, yeah it was challenging and challenging. It was hard and hard, but like with each step, it was pretty much getting easier and easier. And, uh, yeah, I think that was the most challenging part for me and the strongest mm -hmm. part. Okay, that's uh, interesting to know. Uh, Mateusz, uh, I saw also personally how you were changing over the week. Uh, but regardless of that, I would like you to maybe name yourself. What was for you, uh, what, what, what was your reaction to non-formal education and activities there? Yeah, the first time I attended uh, exchange and like and it was uh, my first time with not formal education. I was very stressed because sometimes you know to uh, learn you need to express yourself to talk, and uh, it's hard because in uh, other language it's very hard to express yourself. Sometimes you uh, don't know the word. And for me, uh, formal education is all about the topic. If a topic, it's not like you don't like the topic, it's very hard to learn something from this because you uh, won't, won't enjoy it and you won't, won't put uh, your, yourself in this. If I may, I would like to still make your focus on on the difference. I mean, what you have in school and what you had in in the exchange. This different style of of, of learning of uh, the topic. Uh, what was your reaction? I mean, like, was it like uh, uh, I don't know, rejection, curiosity, ignorance, confusion? Like, how did you uh, accept it, accepted that process? Or activities, regardless of, of, of being stressed? Uh, I was a little bit confused at first uh -huh. because uh, sometimes I didn't know what to do. Uh, it was uh, hard sometimes to, for example, work in, in group uh, on, on topic. And I knew that I, like, I wouldn't get like, bad marks from this. But it was still, it was still uh, uh, then it was something very new for, for me. Uh -huh. 
Okay, okay, well, wonderful. And uh, Giri, can I ask you as well, what was your reaction to the non-formal education activities there? The first thing uh, happened uh, to me was like, like on the first few days, I was like more uh, theoretical way of approach. Even here in the plenary session, like we guys were talking a lot of things uh, on how to do and stuff. And uh, like once we started having the simulation, my expectations were like, you know, like that. What the expectations what I had, they were saying was a bit fulfilled. Like I thought of learning something like a simulation kind of game and some tools, you know, like making making sure of uh, what tools we need to use when they teach in the normal education, especially like uh, red ocean and blue ocean method uh, you're teaching, like present mm -hmm. as, uh, workshops on how to present uh, present uh, our project uh, before uh, before the startups and uh, the business entrepreneurs and investors kind of things are uh, really amazing and, uh, yeah it was like it was like a slow transition it was like a learning curve from like from day one to day day five like day six day seven it was like really good okay and it was uh, all right, thank you, Giri. And uh, okay, and uh, the same question is uh, for Eva. Uh, how was your uh, reaction to non-formal ed education? Was it your first uh, time you had this kind of activities, or is not the first time? Hello again. Uh, yes, it was my first time. It was. Okay, uh, and uh, how did challenge. you react? It was challenging. Uh, of course, it was uh, sometimes uh, we needed to think, we needed to uh, um, discuss in a team. Um, it was fun. It was good. Mm -hmm. It wasn't joyful. Mm -hmm. It was enjoyable. That's uh, good to hear. And uh, what do you think? Uh, how would this would these kind of activities fit uh, formal education uh, programs? Uh, yes, for sure. Um, yeah. uh, I I think so for children also. Um, it, it could be nice to uh, do also for younger persons uh, to uh, understand. Uh, how to communicate in a team. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Okay, okay. And uh, Shashwat, uh, what was your impression, uh, reaction to these non-formal education activities, games, methods, reflections, discussions, presentations? Tell me, uh, tell um, us your so, position. Like, as it was my first time, so I was highly excited. I, I got to know so many new things like the ubuntu one like the ubuntu <laughs> yes. principle i am because we are because you are the principle like it, it was really good i tried to be as social as possible um but like some people had some language barriers but still i was able to talk to them and also like and when we had various group activities we had some um communication gaps but um 
as i'm kind of a provocator i i tend to make all the people of the group um make an active participation i liked some activities like the build, building the bridges um activity it was kind of um tough but we were able to do it there were so many interesting ideas how we made the bridge using spaghetti marshmallows and like whatnot um I also yes, like testing them at the end, right? Um, yeah. My team was not able to uh, like make up a standing bridge, but it was like really fun. Um, sorry, the building the tower, not the bridges one. Um, mm -hmm. and also like I I like that like like making your own island, and like you have the complete freedom to to design it your your own way, your own country. It was really nice. Like, um. Uh, all of the groups had pretty amazing ideas of their own country and, and interesting names as well. Also, like the like the most uh, fun activity which I found was the social projects, like the last activity which lasted for almost one and a half days, where where each each one of us were given like a a group and we had this social initiatives to take to like. Like I was with the um, social inclusion group, uh, and we had the task so that um, our aim was to include every section of the society and design projects according to that. Um, that was kind of like interesting and like it was really challenging, and, and then to raise up money for that, like it 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 um it was really nice. Okay, wonderful. Uh, yes, I. Th I think that uh, seeing this kind of uh, <clears throat> approach uh, to learning uh, is is indeed a stressful experience at the beginning. But as many of us have experienced it, uh, after a while it get, it gets more comfortable and it it gets more warm B because I think mainly there is no marks being written for the performance. And there is yeah, that no, was, that is a serious plus point. Yeah, and there is no right or wrong way to do activities. For example, in the in the school, if you are, if you make a bridge and and, and it doesn't work or it's not high enough, you got bad mark. You know, then you have to go to you know to parents or whatever, and then you have to you know explain yourself. And in this case, I mean, it's it's all playful. It's all based on games and discussions, and not just pure ex experimentation, seeing what works and, and what doesn't. And this light competition is also sometimes triggering the best in in us. In the end, uh, friendship wins, and uh, we all have a, a wonderful time. And speaking about this wonderful time, it's not a secret that uh, in this kind of exchanges, uh, often we learn about not only other people from other cities in, in our country, but at the same time, we learn about people from other countries. So they were, uh, we had audiences from uh, Poland, from Lithuania, from India, and from Belarus. And I would like to ask maybe first, uh, Mateusz, uh, when you see these people coming to your city, spending with them one week or, or more, uh, what did you learn? What did you notice different from, let's say, Poland or Polish people? Like how these are, are arrivals uh, arrived 
people how different were they like what did you notice i wouldn't say that we are much different maybe we can uh, we have small differences i didn't really notice them that much the at first they were confused where everything is uh, we needed to show them but they had a base basis they knew where the top is and in there uh, like i didn't notice many differences about them that okay. come to my mind right now okay so let me help you to bring something to your mind uh, there were moments when uh, people were too close too close to you you know like putting the arm on the shoulder and so on and uh, i noticed that you were having some kind of uh, reservations uh, regarding this gesture and in general maybe uh, close contact uh, and uh, tell me if that opinion or position of yours have changed by the end of, of, of the project or you still remained the same, a bit reserved regarding this particular aspect? Uh, yeah, now I remember. <laughs> yeah, like, if you don't know, uh, I, still, I still stand for the same thing if I don't know a person. Uh, I don't want to have uh, much contact, physical contact with them. Uh, that is, uh, this is like a main uh, differences uh, I could say about this project, about these people. Some people uh, are have different minds, and they don't really care about those things. And we have different minds, little bit different. So uh, for me, for example, uh, too much touch, touching, uh, physical contact from a stranger is uh, something strange. So that's all. Okay, thank you, Mateusz. Uh, Shashwa, did you notice anything from your side? Uh, any cultural differences, behavior differences between you and other people? Um, yeah, like I'm from India, so like there were so many, like there was a huge cultural difference between like the Polish people and the Ukrainian people. And even, and even our Lithuanian team, like it was so diverse, like only two people were from Lithuania and the rest were from other countries. So like they were like, I, I got to know about so much, um, about both the Ukrainian and the um, and the Polish culture, about mm -hmm. their food, about their dances, about their like festival clothings, like it was nice. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Victor, you have more experiences uh, with the projects and exchanges. Uh, did you notice something uh, from your side? Uh, what uh, maybe are differences between people and cultures and countries? Uh, actually, I know that uh, each person have like a personal uh, baggage, uh, culture, ba cu culture baggage. 
so that's why it's uh, uh, um, each uh, exchange is very interesting uh, to see and uh, uh, to present uh, yourself uh, if you uh, to to share your cultural baggage actually. Uh, uh, but I think um, maybe uh, for this presentation we need maybe more person uh, participants for each countries. For example, for me, uh, I, I learned something about Lithuania. I learned something new about Polish, uh, especially when we talk some interesting facts, uh, how these words translated, uh, how it's was uh, to um, uh, what does it mean for example uh, it was really interesting um, and um, what I want to say that uh, this is cultural baggage maybe needs uh, like more person to share it uh, mm-hmm. for example the Ukrainian team was like a lot of people I think 16 person and we try to show how we like to dance, how we like to sing songs, um, etc. And uh, it was like our culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember um, why I like the different years exchange, because you take something new for another countries. For example, I remember that uh, once I... Um, take uh, something new knowledge about uh, sex education from another country is that uh, they talk more about this in at school. Uh, in Ukraine, uh, unfortunately, uh, we not talk with uh, scholarship. Uh, with, uh, at school, uh, we not talk about it. So it was interesting fact. So I think the culture baggage is very important and you need to share uh, if it possible in dur- uh, during uh, use exchange. Mm-hmm. All right, I see. Thank you, Victor and uh, Ilias, as an uh, observing person and the one who is uh, uh, who is more uh, reserving yourself from so- 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 social interactions. Maybe you have had a chance to notice what were the differences between cultures and people. Uh, actually. Uh, I think it was like a 50-50 because with uh, Ukrainians, uh, I think there was no difference between uh, the culture that I was grown up. Uh, but the most challenging part, I guess, was in, I don't know, I didn't even notice because we didn't like talk about a lot of like about cultures, about stuff and, and that we only had cultural evenings but the main thing we had is like uh, discussions, conversations, and uh, the funny, the not the funny, but the most crucial part I think is that discussions and like making a dialogue with people from all around the world, like it makes them like together, it connects them. Uh, like how to say that it doesn't matter what uh, what is your like opinion on the world, what is your view on the world, what is your religion and stuff but just like talk with each other and you will sort things out that's what i learned at least about mm-hmm. i guess if we are talking about like different cultures so yeah i wanted to bring that up okay well yeah that's that's true i mean uh, as maybe victor also emphasized uh, we are all humans and we are kind of the same 
is just there are some minor things that are different. And what I noticed also from my experience is that uh, we don't notice, let's say, our trends, our, let's say, cultural trends while we are inside our country. Uh, we, we mostly activate it or maybe notice it once we are outside of the country, like exposed to, to, to situations like this, you know, some kind of exchange or a project where you where you're outside of, of your comfort zone, where you're outside of your country and you in, interact with other people. And so sometimes we have these activities of uh, stereotyping and uh, of course we have some prejudices regarding people from other countries. It can be Italy, Ukraine, France, UK, Nor Norway and so on. But somehow we always have some kind of uh, stereotypes and uh, funny enough these stereotypes are often being confirmed by these people who, who, who come from this background. So when you are in the same environment, it's really interesting to see uh, how these stereotypes some, sometimes are being justified and sometimes they might be actually uh, neglected or you know ch changed in, in a way. But I'm super happy that uh, all countries in Europe are hospital and friendly and they all are open-minded and uh, welcoming to meet uh, new uh, new friends and connections. And uh, speaking about uh, connections and, and friends, uh, what was most mem memorable or maybe insightful uh, for each of you? Maybe I can start from Eva. In, in this exchange, what was most maybe memorable or what was most insightful for you when you are thinking about the whole experience? Hello again, I need to think. Okay, so actually everything, because <laughs> <laughs> it was my first uh, time away with um, youth exchange, and uh, firstly the f first day was uh, like okay, uh, I, I was just checking how it is everything there. Uh, then we started to talk more, and uh, after maybe uh, two days, it was so good. Um, but uh, I was thinking also, um, like, uh, why I didn't have been uh, before in that kind of um, exchange. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of uh, my experience also after first exchange, which was on Erasmus. I was having exactly the same impression. Why I was waiting so long? Why it's only now? And like, that's how my journey also began. Uh, anything anything else to add? Uh, can I ask you a question? Of course. Uh, when was the first time you get? Uh, how old uh, have you been? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that happened in 2015 or 2016. And I was going to Serbia. Uh, super mm -hmm. scared at that time because I was going alone, not like a, a group of Lithuania. I was just going alone there and it was my first experience. And, right. uh, quite scary though. I thought that some Serbian mafia were, was going to kidnap me because there were some talks in, in the bus who supposed like there was one lady who was supposed to help me talking with the bus driver, bus driver telling her what to do. She was kind of telling me where to uh, drop off and at the end she's dropping off with me asking what I'm doing here for how long and so on. So you know like this all sounded at, at, at first it all sounded like scary, you know, like why a random person is asking me these questions. Yeah. But, uh, 
but in in the end it, it turned out well and i fall in love with serbia and with this experience and that's how i got hooked <laughs> she cared where where are you going and uh, how yeah, old you have you been have, have you been 18 uh, or 19 uh, no 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 i was uh, i think maybe 24 or yeah 24 or 25 something mm -hmm. around that age Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Eva. And uh, you, you have more experience on the, this kind of uh, projects. Tell me, uh, what was your, what was most memorable here for you? What was most insightful? Yeah, so the most memorable moment in this project was joining with the, the joining the project with a friend. You know, like like friends uh, you already know. Like I already know you, and uh, it was like it gave me like a good comfort zone, you know, like someone who accompanies me in the project, like the person who I know already. Uh, like if uh, if there's a something you know, like you can talk with the person, sort it out. That was one of the good uh, memories I do, and the rest of the memories were like the energizers, like. Baby Shark Energizer, we made uh, people were late. Also the, also the simulation was one of the best things we had in this exchange, where we present our own startup and uh, try to, you know, try to present before the investors. And the, the role plays were really a great uh, experience, which I will never forget. And, also, yeah, like the the time that we spent uh, talk, talking with the people, the non-formal hours after session, really, people became more interactive. So those were the things uh, which uh, gave me more memories. Okay. Okay, thank you very much, Gil. Uh, try to somehow keep your microphone up because we sometimes hear, sometimes we lose you. So then we can move on to Mateusz. Uh, Mateusz, what uh, was your most memorable, memorable or, ins or insightful uh, uh, episode? Uh, memorable uh, is my uh, being a buyer. It was very hard for me to fully like give myself for this I would say job or like uh, or this for this experience uh, it was hard for me to uh, understand what I need to do and how to do it but game was uh, cool so uh, this wasn't a struggle for me that much uh, and uh, Energizers were very memorable for me too. I uh, taught my uh, sister this Jewish dance, uh, and this whole like creating your business, creating your uh, island. This was very cool, Memor memorable for me too. So that's it. Mm -hmm. And also, okay. just to add up, yeah, the Jewish dance was. Me too. Uh, it was the best uh, enjoyers in the morning. Once uh, everyone uh, come after the lady, after late waking up lady, it was uh, it gave us more, you know, like confidence, excitement. Yeah. 
Okay, understood. So to we are slowly heading towards the end of this uh, uh, the, uh, podcast and the discussion. So in order to maybe motivate more people to join on on on, on exchanges, on projects, on Erasmus, or maybe Lithuanian, Polish, or Ukrainian projects, uh, what would be your uh, advice or what would be your rec recommendation uh, for people who are reserved or a bit scared to join on this kind of projects? I won't. Okay. I will try. Actually, I want to answer for the uh, question before about Marable something, and okay. uh, uh, I will continue. So uh, about Marable, actually, um, each use exchange uh, partly uh, so uh, close to uh, active citizens program, uh, and um, in. And for me, it was for something new to see how it would be like simulation game, if you remember, guys. Uh, and uh, what else? What else? Ah, um, because we know this uh, simulation game, on, uh, just online we played this game. And uh, for me, it was really new uh, to see how it would be offline uh, when we meet. So, um, and one more thing, um, non-formal. Uh, part it was like when you uh, uh, to give the possibility uh, another participants to be like uh, team leaders in something part of the program and uh, I think uh, when we uh, invite uh, Mateusz uh, Linas or Ilias uh, to be part of this game I think it was really non formal when you some you can share something your opinion or about the projects, uh, etc. And uh, what uh, I can want to say another, uh, I think you need to break some uh, walls, to break uh, some stereotypes, and just enjoy it. Uh, you every time think that, I oh, I will uh, stay at home to see if the friends, but actually use exchange uh, are open more uh, possibilities, more opportunities, more friends, uh, more partners, uh, a lot of different opportunities when you take part in, in uh, use exchange. So enjoy it. Who would like to be next? Uh, who is going to share their motivation for those who are maybe reserved regarding joining the projects or exchanges? I, I can do it. Okay. Yeah, um, I can give some, uh, like, um... Because I never have been uh, before, and uh, when uh, I get invited, uh, inv when I get invited, uh, I was thinking, okay, uh, it's gonna be uh, um, challenging for me to be in another place for longer, and I don't know what's gonna happen. But I am that kind of person which one likes to travel. So if you like to travel, it's uh, one of the best, maybe. Um, Think to go to youth exchange. Uh, you're gonna meet uh, people. You're gonna go to new places. Uh, you're gonna learn some new things. Um, I think it's pretty nice. Uh, uh, also, after COVID time, it's really nice to be uh, somewhere else than uh, just in your land. Or uh, um, yeah, just uh, good to be somewhere where you don't know anybody mm -hmm. okay you're saying this uh, because you like to travel and you are kind of used to this kind of mode but what if the person is maybe young or maybe have some maybe 
uh, I don't know, is not confident in, in their English language or maybe are a, a bit less socially skilled like uh, Elias uh, mentioned in, in, the, in the beginning. Like what kind of, what then these people should keep in mind, what, how they can encourage themselves to join these kind of projects? Uh, every time you're gonna have, uh, I hope so, <laughs> I think, that you're gonna have a person in your team or from your land uh, which one gonna speak in uh, your language if it's uh, pretty hard for you uh, to speak another language. So you're gonna have a translator. Like, uh, but uh, even you don't know the language good. Uh, I remember I have been... Uh, 15 years old and in my school came uh, people from Germany uh, and I couldn't speak German but I learned in a school this couple sentence uh, mm -hmm. but I never have been using uh, them <laughs> with other people and when you are uh, younger uh, you have um, you are not comfortable uh, for, for, for from first but uh, after some time you get in it um, so even I couldn't speak German, I spoke in English a little bit, then I used uh, German. And also every time you can, um, somehow you can uh, know um, like wh what people do. Like uh, we have been doing some things in the school, like plays uh, and uh, building something. So so you can even, if, if you can uh, speak pretty well, you can enjoy um with uh play like uh, mm -hmm. do with uh, with other people some games yeah okay. i think uh, maybe it's not easy but uh every time i think you're gonna um, if you want to uh, be better in something uh, you need to go out uh, you need to um I don't know, use Google Translator or uh, <laughs> buy a book there. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's really good to see the example where a, a person was not able to communicate and then because of uh, you put effort and you wanted to connect, to communicate, you actually found the means for that. And that's what I also would like to uh, emphasize in every step in your life, whenever we feel discomfort regarding something. I mean, we, we, we don't want to travel, we don't want to engage, we don't want to accept and so on. And all that, uh, I mean, and we um, naturally our brain always finds an, an excuse uh, or a reason not to do something. Uh, and we always have to discard these kind of uh, reservations and uh, doubts and second thoughts. And just you know, put the first step. Just show the effort, and the results, as you say, I mean, all, always are rewarding, and and it turns into good experience. And uh, yes, yeah, yes. And uh, Shashwat, uh, what about you? What would be your motivation uh, or encouragement to people who has uh, doubts about going to these kind of exchanges? Okay, so um, first of all, I'm going to start with the Jewish Jewish dance. Loved it. Thank you, Marsha, for, for showing us that dance. I still, I, I still hum that tune so many times, even after so many days. I still like it. It is still in my mind. Like that was like really memorable. And like, I think it is in, in all of our minds, this Jewish dance. Yeah. 
Oh, if you want, I I I can play it after uh, after I say my uh, <laughs> lines. <laughs> Maybe we can end our podcast with uh, Jewish. Yeah, that's an option. Yeah, a really good option. one. Yeah. So actually, like, what I will like to say to all the people who have never been to like these kinds of youth exchange projects, like, first of all, um, like if, like. Sign up for these kinds of projects because, like, um, you'll get like you'll experience so many new things, like um, new city, new new type of people, new type of culture, and when you go over there and like you keep an open mind, you make new friends, you you make new connections with them, and you'll feel happy. And for all the travelers who who like to travel. It's free travel route. Just take it. Accommodation and food is also free, so you'll enjoy it. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, and yeah, and even if you don't know the language, just use Google Translate to do. Like even I was doing that in the supermarkets if I wanted to buy anything or not. Yeah, that's also a way to learn the language and communicate with locals. Thank you very much, Ashwat. Uh, Giri, what Thank would you, be Ines. your uh, Giri, What would be your the uh, same uh, motivation? For those who have doubts. So, for the people who have doubts, I would highly recommend, uh, like when they are afraid, uh, they're just uh, trying to get out of their own comfort zone, and it just creates them, you know, like it just giving them a more uh, un like unmotivated thoughts to get out of all those thoughts, and to, you know, like to get out of all those thoughts. And when they need something to find in their life or find uh, something interesting or like they if they want to find a good networking session they need to pack their bags and get out of their homes uh, like as a person who have been to an Erasmus academic exchange Erasmus traineeship Erasmus youth camps i would highly suggest people to pack their bags and get out to another country to push them out of their limits just in order to explore themselves and give them like a better example of how they are, you know, like a, like a personal feedback for themselves from the day one and the day when they are leaving the country, like the, the exchange country which they are visiting. So don't be afraid to pack your bags, get the tickets, and get out of your home. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Good uh, advice, Gary. Thank you very much. Uh, I, th I think one of the best uh, insights is the. Uh, just to pack your luggage at least you think the the less you you, you get the, the download another motivation and actually i said that, that uh, you meet your new friends you meet uh, new partners yeah when you find the new friends you can communicate with them uh, after the project you can uh, visit them uh, and uh, every time you you will know that if you come to this city you know that you can you can find uh, someone uh, to drink a coffee so <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's motivated me too uh, and of course uh, for me it's very special and interesting uh, non-formal parts of the project non-formal uh, it's like after after different methods after all day you can talk you can talk about uh, family about school about country uh, a, a lot of topics uh, and this is moment uh, really special really memorable
Yes. Yes. Uh, I would like to add something. Yes. To, to what Victor said, like, like obviously, like um, people have like language barriers. So, like to all the people who don't speak uh, English that much, who so, don't worry. Even so many people who who you meet, even they won't know how to speak English that much. So it will be kind of okay. Yes, and and in fact, I always hear people saying sorry and apologizing for their English language. Various often their English language skills are really good. I mean, as long as you can have a conversation or make a sentence, it's all alright. And the rest, you know, you can learn and you improve. At, at, by default, I mean, we are not all native speakers, so we all make yeah, like in, in, all like, to translate. Yeah, so like in this project, I saw I, I saw this problem. Like so many people had language barriers, but they were still trying to speak. And so many people improved during the project. For example, Pasha. He was just saying one or two words during the first day, but like towards the end, he was speaking so good. He was yeah. giving presentations like it was like it, it was really good. Yeah, and I even really love people yeah. who, who who put effort. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Shashwat. Uh, Mateus, what would be your motivation for those who are having doubts about going on exchanges? Uh, yeah, uh, I would say something similar to Shashwat. Uh, with my experience, I can say that. To people with a uh, uh, language barrier, just start talking. Uh, if something would be uh, not understandable, they will just say to you uh, that, hey, I didn't understand. Can you repeat? You will repeat. And if it's still not understandable, you will explain to them. And even after, if they, are still, they still don't know what you are talking about, you have your team leader. He will translate it for you. You have your teammates. Just start talking. You don't just not be stressed out, and it will be okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, I I, to I to totally agree with you. And the last but not least, Elias, what would be your motivation? Uh, I think my motivation motivation will be for the people like me, I guess, a kind of like an introvert. Uh, my message for them will be like, as someone said, I don't remember who said it, just go, take your luggage and leave your home. Uh, yeah, the most important thing about this project is not to stress your head about uh, like expectations about this project. You just need to like, mm, you just need to go and take a risk because life is all about taking risks at the end of the day. So yeah, that's my motivational message, I would say. Okay, thank you very much, Elias. And uh, this is the 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 end of uh, our uh, episode of our wonderful first uh, podcast of Affected uh, Show. And I would like to thank you, a big thank you and, and express my appreciation to all of our guests for sharing your experiences and insights. I believe uh, for our listeners that was very useful and hopefully it will inspire them to leave their, their comfort zones, to speak foreign language, in, uh, improve and find the best things outside of their comfort. So everyone enjoy your life, learn, improve and follow Effective Show for more episodes. Thank you very much and goodbye.